permission to come aboard. Welcome to the Suicide Squadcast. This is a DC Universe podcast where we discuss the DC Extended Universe movies and TV shows. Yeah, we're all big fans of what DC Comics is doing in the big and small screen, so we want to make sure we talk all about it. So thanks for joining us tonight, and let's get started. My name is Tim. And I'm Scott, and we are the Suicide Squadcast. Tim, we're just, it's, it's the OG again, just you and me. Just yes. You and me. It's just us? It's just us. On a really, really slow news week. <laughs> yes, then that's it's actually probably for the best. I would feel kind of bad if we brought a guest in and we're like uh what do we talk about talk about <laughs> yes but a really awesome episode of titans to talk about later tonight at the end of the episode that was cool um yeah so we're um so just as we're gonna pre-warn you we are going to spoiler uh our discussion uh with at titans episode number two hawk and dove hawk and dove that's a good episode yes. so we'll, we'll save that for the end of the show yes uh so guys we are part of the suicide Squadcast network we have a couple other shows we want to encourage you to go listen to dc comic Squadcast with chris and jordan then we have dc tv Squadcast with Brent and Ray finally coming back and talking all kinds of new additional DC TV content. I know they've already dropped two episodes. They actually dropped one today as of this recording. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then we also have Fans Without Borders. Same two guys. So, you know, hopefully hopefully you like what you're getting from them because you're getting like a couple different shows. Or if you're not, then it's just more shows you're not listening to. So <laughs> sad. Sad tear. Sad Brent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And then, as always, we want to thank all of our patrons over on patreon.com slash squadcast media we really appreciate your support uh tim you're still trucking along on producing that superman 3 review yeah life's been busy but you're gonna get it out there because that's gonna be an interesting one yeah <laughs> I, I don't know if it's it, if, i don't know if it's as much that i've been busy or if i'm just like trying to put it off <laughs> out of out of embarrassment <laughs> not enough peanuts and beer <laughs> i mean is that no I, I haven't had time um i'm gonna have some time this sunday so i will get that thing early next week it's gonna come out and and uh, I actually, this past week, recorded a review with uh, Earth One, Tim, of uh, Constantine, City of Demons, the movie. So we were having some, you know, beer and exorcisms. So, you know, you, you <laughs> get beer and peanuts, I get beer and exorcisms. What can I say? Oh, that's pretty but, good. But uh, hopefully I'll finish producing that puppy. And I'll, I'm will i I'm shooting to knock that out this week. But I know that some of you are really interested in hearing our thoughts on that movie. And um, I'm looking forward to putting it out there for you, only on Patreon. Yeah, and you said it involves bathroom what i uh, no 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 <laughs> that, that is that is purely review material <laughs> okay you that's that's behind the paywall that is behind, behind the, paywall. the paywall okay well i can't wait to hear about that uh so go check that out uh thanks for all the all of you guys that have been supporting us and continue to support us uh, very much appreciated and we're gonna keep trying to put out as much content as we can so okay so let's get on to the news question mark <laughs> it's a news question mark there's not much as week so scott and i kind of talked ahead of time like well what are we going to do with this show i mean uh, do we want to just fill it with stuff we don't want to talk about you know that's really not that newsworthy and we've kind of decided a while ago that we just weren't going to do that anymore if if it's not like significant news then we're just not going to talk about it and if the episode ends up being just a half hour so be it um we'll go a little bit longer today uh for sure but 
Titans. We got Titans to talk about. Yes. Um, But there's not a whole lot. So we're just going to kind of touch on a few things here. So there's, you know, with Aquaman coming out this December, uh, we did hear that there is going to be an early release date in China, which it sounds like they're going to be getting it even two weeks before we do in the United States, which is frustrating. It it just, it extends the window where basically I don't get to open (laughs) my social media apps because some jerk will spoil it. They always do. And it's just like, oh, whatever. You know, UK is already getting it on the 14th. Yep. I think Brazil's getting on the 14th. Like, everyone yeah, else so. is getting yeah. on the 14th or something like that. I'm still um, surprised that they hasn't moved up in the United States yet. But I think it really is, you know, like, for me personally, Christmas break doesn't start until the 20th. So yeah. I think they're really trying to hit, they're really trying to wait till everyone is, like, on their vacations and on their breaks. Yeah. Which makes sense to me. So we'll see. And they don't make, you know, decisions lightly when it comes to like these release windows. I mean, they've got it identified what they think they're going to get the most eventual bang for the buck. And so uh, apparently they still think it's December 21st. So Well, and there's still a lot of releases coming out around that time. Some some people have blinked and moved, but some people are still, if not on that date, like still in that vicinity, you know, like Mary Poppins Returns and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So, I mean, it's... I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be at the movies a lot this, <laughs> this holiday season because... There's a lot of stuff I want to go see. Yeah. Uh, so one of the other things that we uh, saw possible, and we'd say take this with a grain of salt, but out of a, a movie site out of Australia, apparently Aquaman, according to the website, is being listed as having a running time of 140 minutes, which is two hours and 20 minutes. Hey, that, if, if that's true, that's a good run time. Yeah. I, I appreciate a good two hour, 20 minute movie. Yeah. I, I mean, For me, I think that's kind of a perfect time. On real intense films, I, I mean, I will take as much as I can, but like, you know, we've said this before. For runtime does not make a film good or bad. The film makes the film good or bad. The film decisions in what they do with the film and how they treat the characters in a story like that determines whether it's going to be a good or bad film. So, but I mean, I'm a fan. I will take as much as I can. <laughs> so, and in response to that, we assume we, we're assuming that's where the beginning of this tweet came from. But someone on Twitter who I have no idea what their credentials are because they don't even have a blue check mark said. Uh, multiple sources saying WB added again 20 minutes cut from Aquaman well good effing job at uh, Warner Brothers Pictures I'm done with your branded behind <laughs> yeah uh, to me I, I looked at that and I think it's just pure trolling because I don't know what multiple sources are saying like what multiple sources are these I mean who are you I mean yeah I'm looking at this person going who who are you yeah uh, Jeremy Conrad reached out to James Wan says hey you know are you able to debunk this and James Wan very quickly just said not true with periods in between each word. I mean, yeah, that's he's serious. serious. Yeah, he's super serious when he does that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so that's that's good. So I would say, I, I don't know if this is linked to that other runtime. It's very coincidental that it's both like 20 minutes above the two-hour, uh, you know, the so-called two-hour limit that we heard, you know, with Justice League. Well, not so-called when it was actually an hour and 59 minutes. 59. Like, so that's the thing. Like, I, I don't, I think that if there was intervention there saying, hey, this thing needs to be two hours, it was probably done because they probably realized that they did not have a good film on their hands and they wanted to try to maximize and that was a decision they said this might be able to maximize our box office get an extra showing every day so so i don't think um that's the case but we'll we'll see i i'm looking forward to seeing some official confirmation on this and then of course total film came out with their aquaman cover now this is a cover i enjoyed you, know, you like that one better I, it's i like this 
one better. Yeah. It, 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 this one this one speaks to me more. <laughs> and then there were some pictures inside. You know, there was James Wan and Jason Momoa in the submarine. I guess looking at a shot. I mean, I assume that's what the, the, the tablet Momoa is holding is. And then more pictures of Momoa and Amber Heard in the little coastal city where, you know, based on the five-minute video we saw, probably where the Black Mana fight happens. Right, yeah. And then some more awesome pictures of uh, giant sea creatures. Yeah, these are ones that James Wan just tweeted out a short while ago. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I didn't know where these came from. Yeah, so yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we see uh, Orm riding on top of, I guess, is that a shark? I'm <sighs> guessing that looks like a shark with armor. Yes. Freaking sharks with armor. I mean, come on. Who cannot be excited about that? I'm just, you know, it's people who are sharksist. <laughs> that, that, that's who. <sighs> Leave the sharks alone. <laughs> And you know, I okay, Tim. This is this is tangent talk. But are you still amazed how like how capped anything about Aquaman is? Like, I feel like we're not getting a lot, and I feel like that's on purpose by James Wan. It's a really weird feeling that's like this movie's coming out, and yet I just don't feel like I've been inundated with anything yet. Well, I, so I think timing is everything, and I kind of feel like you could overdo it if you get too much of the the publicity and the the excitement. Or or, you know, too early before the film comes out. Because I feel like, I feel like to some degree that happened with Batman v Superman. Yes. And so yes. I, I feel like, like what they're doing with this and what they did with Wonder Woman with the targeted, you know, marketing that they did, I, I kind of feel like, you know, there's a certain window. And I think once they get within that window, and I think we're starting to get within that window right now, I, I think this is where you're really going to see it ramp up. Because okay. I, 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 that's my theory on this. And, and I think it kind of makes sense. I mean, you see it all the time. You know, you can, you can get, in, you can get enthusiasm up to you know a certain high level but like uh, the enthusiasm gap could change pretty quickly you know in just a matter of like a few weeks and we're still two months out so I mean yeah. that's that's the thing it's just after three years of doing this and we've just seen like the different the different levels of how much we get inundated with stuff up to different time periods before the movie this one has just seemed like very under the radar and I'm not complaining it's just an observation I'm just kind of I'm just kind of raising an eyebrow going okay we're kind of playing this one close to the vest. Well, if you think back, remember, like, remember how much Wonder Woman got criticized for its marketing and it, and it did exceptionally well. So that yes. was at the time we we're, we we're hearing all these different things from the marketing team about how they were, they were really doing this targeted marketing at the time. And I think they called them precision strikes for certain demographics and all that. I yeah. think so. Yeah. So like the, you know, so that could very well be what they're doing here. I mean, when it comes to like the fan base, I mean, we all know this thing's coming, but uh, I, I would say, you know, you're going to start to see a lot more here ramping up real quick. Okay. Have you seen much of this, you know, behind the scenes stuff with the Joker film? No, I have not. I, and and that's because I have not been seeking it out. This, because the, this, this is like the exact opposite. This is one like we're getting all of this stuff. And it's like, no, okay, you know, you've already, you know, it's like that GIF from Django Unchained. You have my curiosity, but now you <laughs> have my attention. It's like, you have my, once you have my attention, then it's like, I shut down. It's like, I don't need to see anything else. Like, now, now that I actually, have changed my tune on this movie and I am anticipating this movie which I wasn't when it was first announced now it's like no no now it's too much now I don't want to see anything because <laughs> I just want to wait till next October when the movie comes out yeah and I keep forgetting like we're getting three DC superhero related type films next year plus this one well no I'm counting this one because I mean you, 
you're getting, you know, Shazam, you're getting Aquaman. Um, actually, within the next year, I should say, like when Aquaman yes. comes out. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Like in a period of a year, we're getting three superhero related films from DC, which is nice considering we basically went a year without anything. Yeah, we went 13 months <laughs> with nothing. Yeah, with nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing except for that bad taste in our mouth. <laughs> and and we have we have unfortunately wallowed in that bad taste for 13 months. Yeah. So let please please Juan please and Juan <laughs> we trust Juan save us. Yeah. So just as a quick recap here, so we have you know obviously Aquaman coming out this December. We have Shazam coming out in April. We have the Joker film coming out in October, and then Wonder Woman's coming out in November. So wow. actually, so actually that's four films. I know. I was. That's why I was. I was saying three for the DCEU, and then it's really the Joker, which is in that other label. That's a fourth. Right. One. Exactly. So that was what was confusing me. I was like, your math is not working out for me <laughs> right now, and you're the engineer. Well, if you want to include like another DC, you know, origin film, uh, The Kitchen's coming out in September of next year. I know, and I still need to read that. So it's I I keep on forgetting to check on like when Vertigo has sales on Comixology. Yeah. Checking out on that. So so that's so we're getting five DC films, DC origin films, like origin of material films in the next in in a period of a year. Oh, I can't. Here's crossing my fingers, crossing my fingers. I'm I'm hoping for 2019 to be a great year. Yeah. So uh, what about you? Kind of broke this down, and then I had to kind of like avert my eyes after a while. Uh, Mario Francisco Robles from over at Revenge of the Fans. What was this where he's basically kind of giving a breakdown of Birds of Prey? Was it a tweet? Was it an article? Tell me more, Tim. Pray. Yeah. So so what Mario uh, said, and this was an article he published on Revenge of the Fans, he had gotten some different I- information about what the breakdown of the characters is, is going to be. And then he actually goes on to talk about um, some things that we would consider to be spoilers for the film, so we're not going to go into them. But I think it's worth kind of like talking about what he's hearing about the different characters because I, I think he's probably got I have a feeling his sources are probably pretty good on this so I'm going to run through this real quick Black Canary is a singer who fights crime at night which works out which actually jives with uh, the, before Rebirth happened like her her solo title was actually her being a leader of a band so that would work out yeah Huntress is she was actually a killer for Black Mask right up until she discovered that he had actually killed her family and now she's hunting him down I love the premise I mean that's always been a yes. great premise with Huntress anyway, but I like this idea that it's actually tied to Black Mask. So that sounds good to me. I, I think you could do a lot with that storyline, as cliche as have, it might be when it comes to, you know, these antiheroes. Yes, exactly. And then you have Harley Quinn who's trying to move on from the Joker, who will be referenced but not seen. Um, so it, I guess she's going to be kind of actually a member of the Birds of Prey then? That is what that kind of suggests to me? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. And then you get Re- Renee Montoya who's going to be tracking down Huntress uh, because of, you know, sort of like the body count that's amassed because of the sort of private war between Huntress and Black Mask. Yeah, so, I don't know. Sounds good to me so far. Yeah. Uh, And we won't go into these other details unless, well, do we need to talk? Uh, There is some stuff about Cassandra Cain, but... I'd say that's at that point we can just yeah sort of we we know that Cassandra Kane's going to be treated like a MacGuffin in this movie right so we'll just we'll just stop there and just say that's at least what he is reporting is where the characters are going to s- 
start off when the movie begins. Um, he he does say here that you know she is going to be portrayed as you know limited in speech. Well, well, that's kind of the character. That is so the character. They, yep. So yeah. so yeah. I mean, I, I just think it's going to. I think this is just going to be a, a fun film. You know, I'm real curious to see what you know what we're going to get from Kathy Yan, somebody who hasn't done a, a major feature film. Uh, she did like Dead Pigs, which I haven't seen, and I don't ever see it streaming anywhere because I, I do want to watch it to see if uh, you know see what I can learn from her as a director. But um, but I am excited about Christina Hodson's you know as being a screenwriter. You know, she's somebody that's made the blacklist um, a couple different times. Had a couple of her scripts blacklisted. And I'll be interested, and I'll be honest, what I'm seeing from Bumblebee coming out this holiday season actually for the first time in a long time has me excited for a Transformers movie. So we'll we'll, we'll see what she does in blockbuster territory that way to let me know you know if you do this well and then let's see what you can do with with birds of prey no i i listened to a big long interview with her uh and some podcast i can't remember if it was script notes it was one of the podcasts and and she's fascinating like she's a very thoughtful writer and uh it kind of reminded me a lot of like uh if you listen to like a chris terrio interview and so i'm i'm pretty i'm probably more excited to see what she comes up with because she's she's definitely very interested in writing female characters and uh you know and as a birds of prey film this is a perfect thing for her to write okay well we will we shall see uh speaking of films that we won't be seeing anytime soon apparently is the flash now this hit and tim is telling me that uh twitter was all a twitter and i thankfully question mark missed out on the blowback from this but variety was reporting this week that the flash has been delayed again uh for for you know various reasons uh the facts are that the film has never received a formal green light and never had a set release date but it was expected to begin shooting in march however the script is still being tweaked the sources say and they think that based on the window of ezra miller's availability that they're not going to have the kinks worked out of the script before he has to go right back and start filming the third fantastic beast movie Mm -hmm. yeah so that's interesting uh, that's kind of one of the problems with Ezra Miller because he's he's part of two major silos at Warner Brothers. You know, we've talked about this before. Warner Brothers kind of organized themselves to have like um, a DC silo, basically a group amongst Warner Brothers that their whole purpose is to basically pump out DC type films. Then you have the Harry Potter franchise. And so he's actually part of both of those silos at Warner Brothers. And this is the problem that you're going to run into with somebody like him because when he's getting pulled into another franchise like you know there's not the kind of flexibility you would normally get with these actors and we you know obviously run into that with will smith and um you know that's the one in particular that kind of comes into mind uh, margot robbie i think you would throw her into that category as well like some of these actors are just gonna be really hard to kind of work around their schedules so like if that window doesn't line up you're gonna run into problems like this and now it, you know if if this is in fact the reason it's getting delayed and it, it based on the timing that they cite in this article it sounds like that probably is the case because if they were to start filming early next year they run into uh, a brick wall come like july july yeah july is when the third fantastic beast movie is supposed to begin shooting so now variety is reporting that the flash film is expected to produce in late 2019 which then they estimate a 2021 release of the finished product yeah so like so basically if if production was supposed to begin early next year which i think what did we hear like march 
March is what we were here. March. So now this is like, and if they're saying like late 2019, that puts us at like somewhere around an eight or nine month delay to begin production of this film. So at this point, I know some people are freaked out. Some people have various emotional reactions. My reaction to this is again, okay. I, I, I'm just lost any kind of anticipation for this film until <laughs> I actually hear that it's happening. Yeah. It's like, I need cameras rolling at this point. Yeah. This movie has been like, has had some very uh, interesting drama in its pre-production life. <laughs> yes, it has. It definitely has. So, yeah, and then there's some other people kind of freaking out about uh, one of the statements made by the author of this article. Uh, he said that the studio is not currently moving forward with Batman and Superman movies featuring Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill, respectively. It is expected to recast The Dark Knight with a different actor for director Matt Reeves' upcoming Batman solo outing. And then that's basically all they say about those two main characters. So, which we already, you know, kind of knew that it was it was highly likely there was going to be a, a at least a new actor or a second actor for to play Batman in Matt Reeves' film. So, I know a lot of people were just kind of freaking out about this thing. I, I, it's still kind of in the same boat. I think I think what's going on with Henry Cavill is they're still under intense negotiations right now. We know Henry Cavill wants you know he wants to be an A list type of actor and get paid accordingly. Um, and it's going to be hard to argue with that considering, you know, he had a big impact with Mission Impossible. You notice how that story was like a really big thing and then nothing. Yep. <laughs> I find that very telling that it was like we made a lot of noise and now we've gone right. And that should tell you everything that we suspected at the know. time as well. Well, that tells yes. you that tells you exactly what was going on. These were some different PR maneuvers made by one or both camps at the time <laughs> during some pretty intense negotiations which are probably still going on. So, yeah. I just, just find it interesting. I just, I just thought about it the other day. Like, it was one of those shower thoughts when you're just standing there and you go, huh, yep. that just disappeared, didn't it? Yep. So, guys, that's seriously about all there is for movie news this week. <laughs> uh, not much. Not much. We actually have a, a little bit more to talk about TV-wise this week, which, you know, since since Brent and Ray, you know, are, are delayed in their release schedule now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we get to do the news first. That's right. So, there was some Elseworld stuff for the CW crossover that got published this week. Uh, first thing that happened, uh, it was a image that did show up on Stephen Amell's Twitter feed. It was a poster for Elseworlds that says, Destiny will be rewritten. And the Elseworlds element for the poster is just that you see Grant Gustin in a Green Arrow outfit and you see um, Stephen Amell in the Flash suit. I'm going to be honest, and this probably is not going to make me a lot of fans, but I think it's a stupid looking poster. I was I was not impressed. I was not impressed by this poster at all. I appreciated the attempt to explain to a non-comic book audience what we mean by Elseworlds, but I, I'm just not digging this poster. <laughs> it's like if this is really the plot of this of the crossover, I'm I'm, I'm just kind of raising an eyebrow about it. So I have I have two thoughts about this thing. For one, it's it's fun for me to see the old Elseworlds Elseworlds logo again. Yeah, oh yeah, we you you had a chance to talk about that yeah when brent was on when you were out of when you were out yeah. of pocket I, I i like nerded out about seeing the logo again yeah that that's fun to see um so i mean you it, it, when you first heard that it was gonna be an elseworlds style crossover I'm like oh well, you know where's this thing gonna go there's all kinds of places you could take this thing this was one i wasn't exactly expecting <laughs> and you know I'll, like as always i'll give it the benefit of doubt and you know we'll just wait and see you know what they actually do with the storyline but i mean to me it's just like a little too uh I don't know. 
this cliche the right word, but just like just switching identities, like that's where it's like, okay, that's almost a little too convenient for me. Like I would have been more interested maybe, you know, but like I said, we'll, we'll see how the storyline plays out, but I would be probably more interested if they would have done something a little bit different than just like switching identities. But who knows? Cause we still have Batwoman yep. and Lois Lane and the monitor. I mean, there's, it's just with all that going on and I've heard, you know, Arkham is going to be a part of the story. And then this is the poster they put out. I'm just kind of like, huh. And Smallville's house is in it. The the farmhouse. Because there was a picture that was tweeted out or Instagrammed of uh, Melissa Benoist and Tyler Hecklin and uh, Bitsy Tulloch on a farm that, uh, so we're assuming it's Smallville. And then we got another picture uh, tweeted out by Stephen Amell this week um, that uh, Tim and I have somewhat strong feelings about. Wait a minute. Is that a puppet? What is this? What are you, what are you talking about? A puppet? The the black Superman costume. What is that thing? It's a black Superman costume. It's Tyler Hecklin's Superman costume done in black. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Britain. It's not Ray. that great. <laughs> it's not that great. Um, I, and I'm trying to figure out, is it the shape? Is it the fact that it's just a very solid black? Is it just the design of Hecklin's Superman costume in general that I don't know? I Is it that it lacks texture? I the problem is it's like I cannot quantify what I don't like about it. I just know I looked at it and I just went eh. It doesn't have much character if you kind of look at it. Like there's there's no like defining features that help like provide shape to it. Uh, you know, you have the big S which stands out, but aside from that, is there anything that really kind of defines the shape of the of the costume or no. like or Hecklin's, you know, like his his muscles or anything like that? Like it seems like today you'll just see a lot more of like the human anatomy kind of like accented so that you kind of get this feeling, you know, like you'll see pectoral muscles or something like that. You just don't see any of that in this costume. It's just like somebody's wearing a black jumpsuit with a big S thrown on the top. Yeah. And so, but then once again, this is from the crossover. So we're getting the black Superman costume and the crossover. So I'm just trying to figure out what the heck is this crossover? I don't know anymore. But I was not, I, I personally was just not digging the this version of the black Superman suit. Yeah. So. No, it's, it's not great looking, but I, I mean, I would say none of these costumes have ever looked great when you see them behind the scenes, like an image like this. No, oh no, that is very true. Yeah, that is very true. They almost almost every time we've ever gotten like a first look photo, like that's why we went kind of gaga over the Batwoman costume last week because that's like the yeah. first time they've ever released a of any kind of photo behind the scenes or official look where we looked at the costume and went yes. Yeah. Well, and I would say when it comes to Tyrell Hecklin's Superman, I don't think any of his promo images and even these behind the scenes images have ever really looked great to me. <laughs> no, no, they haven't. No. It, it, it looks it looks it looks good on the show. Like you know, but but you're right. Promo images and behind the scenes photos have never been f- particularly flattering. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he, he's always I mean the biggest thing against Tyler Hecklin uh as Superman is like he's out there at the same time you have Henry Cavill in like a million dollar suit <laughs> and and much bigger and much more muscular and you're trying to, you know, you're obviously going to be compared to that and it, it's it's kind of it's kind of an unfair comparison. Oh, but some people would say that Hecklin is the better Superman. What are you talking about? That's that's my Superman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would disagree, but <laughs> to each their own, I guess, right? Exactly. That's why we embrace the multiverse. Yes, we do. So Pennyworth, it looks like a bunch of stuffs going on with that show. Like, hey, hey, hey! You almost forgot Lex Luthor's going to be on Supergirl. By the way, just just brace yourself. Okay. That's coming. Yeah, I'm just I'm not I'm not looking forward to those comparisons either. So <laughs> yeah, just, that's true. Oh, we're going to get just, all those, aren't we? <laughs> Yes, we are. You know it's coming. Yeah. 
Well, um, so getting back to Pennyworth here. So, Pennyworth, yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's going to be a show on Epics, which I didn't think was ever really going to happen, but we're getting like lots of casting news right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. They're too pretty. It, it, <laughs> everyone's young, pretty people. It's it. I just not digging. I'm. You know, the one that really bothers me is the casting for young Alfred. It's like that. He he's too young and he's too pretty. I'm just not digging it. <laughs> I I just I never thought of Alfred being that young in the '60s. I still thought you know you know he's usually so much older uh, in the <laughs> present day that that allows him to be a little bit older in the '60s personally. But you know I'm ageist. What can I say? Yes, you are. Well, so anyway, so we're getting Jack Bannon, who's going to be playing Alfred. Uh, we're getting Ball, Ben Aldridge, who's going to be playing Thomas Wayne. And I know none of these people, by the way. Yeah. And then we're getting uh, an actor named Ryan Fletcher, who's going to be playing Dave Boy. And then Lloyd Bennett, who's going to be playing Baza, which I know nothing about those characters. Does that ring a bell to you? No. In the comics? Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I was assuming that they were that they were created for the show. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, they're, they're being characterized here as lifelong, lifelong friends of Alfred, and they served alongside him in the army. So. Okay. And then we also have a villainous who's been cast. Uh, and this is this is always inspires confidence. But UK pop star that that just does that doesn't <laughs> inspire confidence in me. Uh, Paloma Faith has been cast as the villain of the show, a Bet Sykes, who will be a cruel adversary who will test the courage of young Alfred Pennyworth and his new boss Thomas Wayne. <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this show because I mean you can't do too much with the Batman lore. Like they really shouldn't. Like Gotham, like Gotham took it about as far as you should take it. No, they, I'm enjoying Gotham, sir. You, you're not caught up on. No, it what yet. I'm saying is Gotham took took it about as far as they should because it gets down to the whole idea: Did Batman create? Did the did the villains come out of Batman, or did you know what was Batman created out of the need? You know, because of the villains, and and so you're going to take this back to before Bruce is even born. <laughs> you can't really have any Batman villains or any of the Batman lore back then. Yeah, it looks like it's there's going to be kind of free willing with this entire show. So I think you know who knows we'll where. We'll see. It goes. Uh, what was this Instagram post about Watchmen? Because that was an interesting looking image it's a it's a the first kind of teaser image we got from the production of Watchmen, and this is like it looks like a police officer wrapped up in something some kind of mask and it was a very short video clip which didn't animate much more than this picture i have in the notes here but like i have no idea who this character is it's certainly a new character to the to the Watchmen lore okay well it looks cool so it does look cool I'm, it's hbo it's gonna you know, be hbo yeah so it's it, it's got my money so what can i say yeah Oh, which, by the way, something else that got my money, Dynamite had a sale this week on uh, Comixology, and I picked up the entire boys run. So oh, I'm ready you? to... F- I read the first 22 issues in the omnibus that I uh, borrowed thanks to Comixology Unlimited, and then I saw the sale. So for about 60 bucks, I was able to get the 12 volumes and get the entire series. So I'm all in. Okay, I'm, cool. I'm ready for this. I'm ready to read this, and I'm ready for that Amazon show to come on the air, by the way. Yep. So I'm, I am a fan. Cool. All right. Well, it is time, Scott. I think it's time for us to talk about episode two of Titans. Yes. So to all of our international listeners, we saw we. Goodbye. Bye. No. It, was, it was nice seeing you. Uh, SuicideSquad.com. Keep reading DC. <laughs> okay. Now let's. <laughs> no. <laughs> you did.
did the explosion. That's great. Yeah. Uh, okay. No. Okay, guys. So we're gonna we're gonna spoil the heck out of you. Um, <laughs> we talked about we talked briefly, maybe like ten minutes last week with Jonathan. No, we put about, we put about ten to fifteen minutes in on the pilot. Yeah. So, so we're gonna talk some more about that. We're we're gonna try to put in about the same amount of time every week. But both Scott and I have seen episode two of Titans today. Scott, what did you think? I just felt like the 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 show just picked up the ball where episode one left it and just kept on going. I, I will say this. I really appreciated the fact that instead of jumping between the different Titans, that this episode focused solely on Rachel and Dick and what their journey is like. Because based on the next week on Titans, they're going to spend the next episode talking about Starfire. Right. Yeah. We No Starfire and no Logan. No, no. So I, but I liked that. I liked that it was a little bit more a focused narrative this week. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised that at the end of the episode when Dick uh, took Raven a car and drove away, I never anticipated that the people they were going to go see were Hawk and Dove. Yeah. Like, that wasn't my go-to. So I thought that was an interesting little twist. Because you've had some very strong feelings about Hawk and Dove. I'm kind of curious where you landed with this episode. Yeah, okay. I mean, so that was kind of my reaction. Like, Hawk and Dove, all throughout, you know, since I've been reading DC Comics, I mean, when I was a kid, the first time I saw Hawk and Dove was actually part of the Teen Titans. And I kind of liked them back then, you know, in in the group setting. But every single time they've tried to do like a solo book, and I say solo as in like a duo, as they as they've you know tried to launch a Hawk and Dove series, like every single time I've tried picking it up and I've tried getting into it, and and I've failed miserably. Like I've never gotten into a Hawk and Dove series. There's not one that's ever kind of drawn me in. And so like for these, for me, these characters have always been kind of like you know I wanted there to be potential, but like nothing, it just never did it for me. And this is the first time I've ever seen them that I actually really liked what I saw with Hawk and Dove. Like, I liked the interpretation. You know, I mean, they, they played upon the elements that you've seen in different uh, variations of these two characters. But uh, I really enjoyed seeing, seeing them on the screen. And that Dove costume, or the both of them, the, the Dove and especially the Hawk one, just looks fantastic on the screen. Like, it looks really good. Well, I think the point was they didn't try to make them any kind of avatars of peace and war. There was nothing mystical or magical about them. They were just two vigilantes. So I I think that kind of added um, a... I, I, I don't mean believability, but it, it made the pill easier to swallow, mm-hmm. you know, with these two characters. Because the one thing, however, that doesn't translate then is the fact that Hawk is supposed to be like this very bullish, warlike one, and then Dove is supposed to be a very peaceful one. And we kind of gotten hints from the pre production that mm, she could be too peaceful. She was kind of clawing people's faces and, and using that, those, 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 that cool, like metal blade feather wing cape thing to slice and dice some people. So that element of their characters is not carried over into the series. But their relationship and then the interesting twist they put on that Robin that Dick and Dawn kind of went bow-wow about four Mm -hmm. years ago. I thought that added a nice little dynamic to the the story that was being told. Yeah. No, I mean, it's there's some cool interactions kind of starting off and and I, I do like the idea that they're they're kind of starting off with Hawk and Dove kind of early on because normally when you think of Titans you just go right to the four or five that we think about uh, but I mean I think I think there's a lot
lot of cool things they're going to do with this. You know, you've got this history here that they're just going to explore that we don't know a whole lot about, but I mean, it's, it's you're just going to be exploring it. And then you also saw that, um, that Rachel, you know, Raven, like she was not opening up to Robin at all. And then as soon as she got around Dove and they went out shopping, you could see that she was just starting to kind of open up. So it, it, it just kind of like, it, it's, it's all the, you could see the, like the roots of what's going to start to, to get these guys to open up and learn to trust each other and become a team. I, yes. And I love the fact that they were bonding over Game of Thrones. That yeah. just made me kind of, kind of warm my little heart there. Right. Um, the nuclear family. Yes. Whoa. Whoa. One deep pull. Yes. <laughs> Two. Really well done. Yeah. I was immediately watching. I'm like, is this supposed to be the nuclear family? Because I wasn't sure. Because like the, from what I remember, the nuclear family was like uh, some androids or robots. Yes. They were robot. They were robot androids from like the 50s or something. Yes. You're right. But I had that nuclear family kind of feel. So that's why I was thinking, okay, this has to be the nuclear family. And, and later on, I saw them being referred to them as that. But so that was that was kind of fun to see. But I remember, I mean, it seemed like they were. It's a it's a it's a twist on a nuclear family because it seemed like they were using these you know drug injections to get whatever powers they have. Whereas I think in the comics, if I remember right, it was like they literally were they were robots. They were robots. And, they were robots. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know if that's the case here or not. I think that would probably be a bit outside of what they're trying to do with the realism side of this yes well it was like i was curious like what what was in those needles that they shot themselves up with and then the fact that like their handler you know showed up like you've been activated yeah you know and (laughs) the starting off with the monopoly game like the whole 50s vibe i was like what is this and then and then once and then once their handler shows up and you know they open it up and they're getting the injections and it's just like dang and then when they go after amy oh my goodness um i'll tell you another thing that kind of shocked me about this episode was hawk had a potty mouth you know, <laughs> yes this did. wasn't just this wasn't just f batman this was f this and f that and sob and they're like yeah wow <laughs> you go it's tvma it's just something we haven't seen you know with any dc properties yet like i mean even 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 on the big screen i mean what was the worst that we saw we heard we heard the f-bomb what we heard an f-bomb one time in the ultimate edition of bvs yep and we heard batman say oh shit yeah, and that exactly. was it in this one it. we're getting how many f-bombs do we had now four i lost i lost count five of times hawk yeah, yeah. but uh, that was that was very interesting i would the when dawn gets thrown off the roof mm-hmm. and i'm sitting here going because i remember at one point they had talked about maybe having a spinoff right so the ending of this episode makes me go was that just like noise i'm <laughs> kind of curious based on the ending of this episode yeah like, uh, well i mean she's she's not dead i mean the producer has been talking about how you know they've got plans for the rest of the season although who knows they could just be could be lying through their teeth on that but it was um you know when she got thrown over the roof i was kind of like halfway expecting her to kind of like fly up or do something like there was going to be some reveal of her flying ability or something i I didn't know you know what to expect at that point but um it was it was actually it was actually pretty morbid like when you know dick jumped down there and he was like he went to go check up on her and make sure she was okay and and she was like choking up blood and she said you know she said she was dying and it did not look good like it definitely ends on kind of like a cliffhanger oh absolutely and i i'm just trying to figure out like first that acolyte guy who kidnaps rachel in the first episode is like trying to stop trigon from coming by killing raven and now it's like well now who's a scoop that's trying to so is this so is the nuclear family working for the cult of trigon who's trying to bring about like i have so many questions don't know and i know and i love it i love the fact that 
I don't know where the show is going. This is a this is slow storytelling. This is not your CW type of show. This isn't Monster of the Week. This isn't. I mean, it, it's not. Maybe it will be, but I mean, it, it's definitely not the type of feel. Like they're spending their time to try to build up this the this story, and you know, and that's what was really kind of surprising with the second episode is like like you said, it was it was mostly focusing in a whole different area. Like I was surprised we didn't see any more Starfire, but I was fine with it because I was really fascinated by the Hawk and Dove storyline. And I loved the Hawk and Dove Easter egg. That was so great. Did you catch it? Uh, maybe. Which one? The van. No, what was it? Ditko Movers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Since Ditko created Hawk and Dove. No, I didn't I didn't see I didn't see the name. Yeah. When when the first time I spot it was when Don was giving Dick the lowdown of their operation to to knock out these these gun smugglers. It was seen from a distance. You just saw Dicko movers. And then when they actually, you know, go against Dick's advice and actually try to, you know, obviously, you know, get rid of the guns, but also steal their money and keep it for themselves, which I thought was a very interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> character trait. Um, you got a really nice, clear shot of Ditko movers on the side of the van. So I was like, okay, yeah, I didn't catch up. Nicely done. Nicely done. Well, I did see on the phone, Donna Troy on Dick Grayson's phone. Well, there were, I, I need to go back and like pause that because it's like, it's like a, it's like a laundry list of Easter eggs on Dick's phone. Yeah, I think they're, um, the, the Donna Troy one is the one that jumped out. Uh, there was Alfred Pennyworth and I think, was there? Bruce was on there. Bruce was on there and then the rest of them were, I kind of felt like they were, they were like mix and matches of names. I, I'd have to go back and look and I'm sure somebody's broken it all down by now but you know, it's, it seems like Easter eggs galore. Oh yeah, so and another episode uh, this one was co- w- this one was solely written by Kiva Goldsmith, or at least solely credited. So yeah, um, hey guys, maybe we don't have to blame Kiva for you know Batman and Robin. No, <laughs> just just saying. Well, and that's what that's what we say all the time is like you 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 can't get freaked out over what somebody did in previous work because we have no idea what direction they were given or if if you know they're doing whatever they took to kind of get started in the business i mean or or if they wrote something and then some script doctor came in and totally right. butchered it because that's how credits work yeah yeah so i am i am digging the show i since i did spend my time today binging seven episodes of daredevil season 3 there is a part <laughs> of me that's looking at titans going okay i appreciate the weekly release but there's also another part of me that's like I want to binge it now. <laughs> I, but I like the idea. I, in, in, we've talked about this before. Like, I think there's, I think there's a, in my opinion, there's a kind of a, like a net negative to dropping all the episodes at once. No, I know there is because I get so behind, and you also fall into so much more danger of spoiler territory, where it's like, yeah. like. I want to talk about the show that I've seen seven episodes of, but the people around me have only seen five or they haven't seen any. Yeah. Uh, or, or, you know, if I don't have, if I didn't take the day off to watch everything on the first day, you know, that that kind of thing. So I'm not complaining, air quotes, about the weekly drops, but I, but I do enjoy the show so much. I am always burning for the next episode at the end of the previous one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, so like... 
for me, I've always kind of felt like the the perfect model would be, you know, not drop them all at once. Like that would be the model I would do. But then I think to find this little happy medium, like if you did two episodes a week, you know, like one on Monday and then one on Thursday, something like that, I think would really be kind of fun. But but I mean, you you know, there, this is what, 12 episodes, 13? What, what is our order 12. on this? Is 12. So I mean, this would be over. If you did that, this would be over in six weeks and then they'd have to have something else in the queue. So I, I get I get why they're doing what they're doing. So I, I'm, I'm enjoying the the weekly you know installment by the way i think i finally figured out when they've kind of established their drop time for an episode okay when is it 4 30 central okay in the morning because yeah in the morning yes because i at about 7 30 ish last night when i opened the app on my ipad it said available in nine hours so i did the math so okay. about 4 30 5 o'clock in the morning central is apparently their time for dropping episodes which which makes sense with when they dropped the pilot because like we talked about last we talked off air last week about the window of you checked it this time and it wasn't there yet yeah. but by the time I checked it was there so yeah I checked it this morning when I got up and so but I get up so you're talking central time so you said 4:30 central time which would be 5:30 you said 4:30 central so it would be 5:30 eastern time yes and I checked it I get up around 5:30 and it wasn't there yet okay so so it must have dropped like right around then or just shortly after that so yeah so it's interesting that they don't try to drop it in the middle of the night they they actually do wait for like when people might actually be getting up they let people sleep <laughs> it's very nice of them <laughs> heaven forbid yeah oh so what do we know about the next episode on this for titans it's called origins origins okay and i think it's it's definitely going to be a more starfire centric but i think based on the description i read it's it's supposed to explore both rachel and starfire's origins we might get it more of a split episode like this one was very singular but yeah i think we're going to do we're going to dive a little bit more with with starfire this time i, I hope we get like at least another little tease with garfield logan yeah I, I think i think that's not out of the question yeah but i because i do remember isn't episode four episode five that's called doom patrol mm-hmm. so we're gonna get a probably a very heavy beast boy episode probably in two weeks yeah. if i remember when the when the doom patrol episode was supposed to be coming out. Yep, because that's where he originated. Yes. So yeah, I'm liking a show. My only, uh, and I can't remember if I like aired this last week. One of the things that I that I don't, I, not that I dislike, but one thing I do wish, um, I wish they used a little less of the blue filter. You didn't mention that last week. No, I didn't. And and it's fine. Like I I do appreciate it, but like it is a little hard to like see like some of the scenes. Like I've been watching them on my phone as well. Like I haven't been able to watch it on TV. Well, yet. I think I think there we. <laughs> I think we've figured out the problem because we have old man eyes and we're watching on a phone. You know, if you watched it on like a TV, Tim, that might help. I'm just saying. No, but it's still it's still it's still a little darker. But I I will say this: like these the opening scenes in this episode with Hawk, I just think looked fantastic. Like I thought oh, the great. I thought the lighting on his costume it looked really really good. Like it was one of the better superhero costumes I've seen. Like the way it was kind of depicted with the lighting and all that. So and I'll, and the acting is still like I really enjoyed this Alan Alan. Richardson, I really enjoyed his performance. Greener, was, or no, he played Aquaman in Smallville, right? He played Aquaman, yeah, yeah. yeah on Smallville. Um, he's he beefed up quite a bit. Here. He has beefed up quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, he's so. he's grown as an actor. So, Well, guys, that's it for this week's podcast. I think so. You know, what, yeah. That's what we say. We want to thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. For those of, those of you who stuck around for our Titans review, hope you enjoyed it. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and we'd love to hear from you. So you can always reach us on Twitter at Suicide Squadcast. I can be reached individually at ScottDC27. Yep, and then you can 
you can reach me on Twitter at Alan Fire. And of course, you can always email the show at suicidesquadcast at gmail.com. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Don't hesitate to reach out and let us know your thoughts. I'd, and I'd like to hear some of your thoughts on Titans as well. Yeah. Uh, of course, you can also find us on Vero, Facebook, and suicidesquadcast.com. And once again, thank you to all of our patrons. And if you want to consider joining, it's the $5 a month tier that gets you access to the exclusive RSS feed of bonus material at, patron, at patreon.com slash squadcastmedia. Remember, you've got a Superman 3 review coming. You have a Constantine City of Demons review coming. You never know when someone's going to drop some B-roll. Uh, I know that Brent and Ray just dropped some fans, you know, shenanigans a couple of days ago. So you you will not be disappointed. And I hope you'll head on over and consider joining us. Yep, very good. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks again. And we want to tell you guys to go out and keep reading some DC. Bye, guys. Next episode, I have an idea. Let's do the next episode. We'll call it Suicide Squad Cast Elseworlds. Oh, oh, so, so, oh, I get it. It could be like I was born with you, and you were bo- you were born where I was born. Yeah, we'll switch places. We'll switch places. That's great. So that I can just complain about how busy I am and how much work sucks. Oh, wow, that's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, and then I could sit there and pretend that I'm you, and I could talk about like how my grammar is superior to everybody, and then I'll sit there and correct you constantly on every little thing you say. Oh, this is gonna be so much fun. I know our listeners. Are just gonna love it isn't this a great elseworld story mm, actually it's not no, no i think sorry guys we have to do this to ourselves i think i'm good <laughs> Hello, okay. hello, hello, hello. I hear you. Okay. All right. Looks good. Okay. You got intro. I got intro. What am I going to do with this gift I've been given? The same damn thing you've done for the last three years. <laughs> Stumble over my words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you have to start it over a couple of times. Yeah, that happens. Uh, stop dropping the truth on a Friday night. <laughs> when else am I going to drop the truth on you?